This is the second in an ongoing series on Good Heavens about understanding the constellations from a biblical perspective. The first in the series focused on Orion the Hunter, and you can find the link to that episode in the description notes below. So what exactly is a constellation? The word constellation is understood primarily in two ways, one of which is how the International Astronomical Union, or IAU, defines them as a specific region of the night sky with specific boundaries, much like a state. The second definition of a constellation is much older and actually the original way in which the word was first understood, simply as a specific group or pattern of stars. As the IAU's website notes, quote, Originally, the constellations were defined informally by the shapes made by their star patterns. But as the pace of celestial discoveries quickened in the early 20th century, astronomers decided it would be helpful to have an official set of constellation boundaries. One reason was to aid in the naming of new variable stars, which brighten and fade rather than shine steadily. Such stars are named for the constellation in which they reside, so it is important to agree where one constellation ends and the next begins." End quote. The more modern definition of constellation came about in the early 1930s and was officially adopted by the IAU. On this episode, we'll be featuring the constellation of Leo the Lion, an ancient pattern of stars in the shape of a lion dating back as far as the Babylonians. Leo is most recognizable as what many say looks like a backward question mark or a hook, forming the head and mane of the lion. A great deal of information about Leo in this episode comes from Robert Burnham Jr.'s work, Burnham's Celestial Handbook, Volume 2. Information about this book can be found in a link in the description below. The brightest star in Leo has always been associated with royalty and a king. Nicholas Copernicus is said to have given Leo's alpha star its current name of Regulus, meaning little king. Throughout history, Regulus has been associated with kingliness by several cultures, including the Babylonians, Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans. Regulus has also been known as Cor Leonis, or the heart of the lion. The ancient Arabic name of Al-Kab al-Assad means the heart of the royal lion. The shape of the constellation itself is reminiscent of the ancient Egyptian statue of the Sphinx, a lion in solemn repose facing westward. The image of Leo can also be found among the hieroglyphs of ancient Egypt. Burnham points out the silver coinage from 470 BC from the town of Leontini. The lion's head on the coins is said to be derived from the constellation. In Greek myth, Leo is said to be the Nemean lion, which terrorized the residents of Nemea with his fierceness and impenetrable fur. 
Legends say this was the lion whom Hercules had slain and taken up into the heavens. There are several lion references in scripture, such as Jacob referring to his son Judah, whom he describes as a, quote, lion's whelp, end quote, from Genesis 49.9, and as the apostle John describes Jesus as the, quote, lion of the tribe of Judah, end quote, from Revelation 5.5. In 1 Peter 5.8, the apostle Peter, however, likens the devil to a, quote, roaring lion, end quote, who seeks to devour his prey. But there is nothing specifically in Scripture that shows either the Jews or early Christians associating the constellation of Leo with either the devil or Jesus himself. Neither does the Bible tell us that God intended this particular pattern of stars to be representing a lion. What we do have, however, is significant evidence that many different cultures in the ancient world esteemed this constellation as a lion and having some kind of regal association to it. Beyond that, the source of how this particular pattern of stars became a lion is unclear. There is nothing wrong, however, with a Christian looking at Leo and reading of the myths about the constellation and being reminded of God's glory, of Jesus being the lion of the tribe of Judah, so long as we don't make the assertion that God intended this group of stars to be a lion. The Bible is virtually silent on the origins of constellation stories and lore. I am recording this episode in mid-October of 2020. In just about a month from now, the annual Leonid meteor shower will be peaking, this year, there will be a new moon on November 15th, meaning the moon will be dark and not visible, thus ensuring a beauteous view of the Leonids, which peak in the early morning hours of November 17th. In 1799, 1866, 1933, and 1966, the Leonids were exceptionally prolific, creating a spectacular swarm of meteors. Perhaps this year such an exciting display will also be forthcoming, but it's difficult to predict. On average, if you're in a dark sky area with no moon and good weather, you can see upwards of 20 or 30 meteors per hour. They are called the Leonid meteors because if you look at the night sky, the meteors seem to be radiating out of the constellation of Leo itself. Leo is also home to several night sky wonders, including the gamma star Algeba. By now you've probably noticed that stars have a Greek letter in their formal name. What that Greek letter shows is visual brightness of a particular star. An alpha star is the brightest, followed by the beta star, the gamma star, the delta star, and so on. Stars also have informal colloquial names, many of which are Arabic in derivation and very old, 
the origins of which remain an enigma. Algeba, or Gamma Leonis, the Greek letter followed by the formal name of the constellation, is the lion's mane and is actually a beautiful binary star, a pair of stars that orbit one another. Unfortunately, you need a pretty good telescope to see the pair together. But the brighter of the pair is some 90 times more luminous than our own sun, while the smaller star is some 30 times brighter than our own sun. This pair was first discovered in 1782 by William Herschel, a contemporary of King George III. Near the tail end of Leo, just underneath the star Theta Leonis, or Shirtan, is a wonderful little galactic triplicate, three galaxies that you can see with a telescope. Two spiral galaxies, Messier 65 and Messier 66, and an edge-on galaxy known as NGC 3628, sometimes called the Hamburger Galaxy because, well, it reminded a few astronomers of a hamburger. For the avid astronomer, Burnham lists a multitude of binary and multiple star systems that can be found in the constellation of Leo. In fact, did you know that over 60% of the known stars in the universe have at least one companion? It's true. Binaries are the norm. Single stars, like our sun, comprise the minority. Our sun is not finally an average star by any means. If it were average, it would have a companion. So far as we know, it does not. One reason Leo is a well-known constellation is that it lies within a few degrees of the ecliptic, the apparent path of the sun in the sky. The ecliptic is also the path the moon and the planets take in the sky as well. There are 12 familiar star patterns along the ecliptic that have been utilized for signs and for seasons and for days and for years, just as Genesis says. Today we know these 12 constellations as the Zodiac or Little Zoo. These stars, however, do not determine the future or tell us who to marry or what job to take. The Bible forbids the worship of stars or the use of stars for prognostications about the future. The heavens declare the glory of God. They do not declare anyone's fortune or future. So be encouraged, enjoy stargazing, learn all you can about the constellations, and may they always remind you of God's glory and his covenant faithfulness to you in Christ Jesus. Great are the works of the Lord, they are studied by all who delight in them. Amen.